if you are not investing in your brand, if you're not investing in your market, print marketing and digital marketing, you're leaving a tremendous amount on the table. From Reminder Media, this is Stay Paid, a sales and marketing podcast on a mission to help you close more deals and retain more business. Hosted by the VP of Marketing, Josh Stake, and Reminder Media's president, Luke Akery. So get ready to hear the golden nuggets that will allow you to live a life of freedom tomorrow, but only if you take action today. Welcome to another episode of Stay Paid. Luke, how are you doing, man? I am successfully staying paid out there, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. Well, maybe. I don't know. You know, I was at a mastermind. Mastermind. I said that weird. I don't know why I said that weird. Uh, I was at a mastermind this morning uh, that I'm a part of. And it's like, you always think like, okay, I'm doing well. And then you get around other people that are doing better. And you're like, crap, man, F. Like in a good way, like better. it's it's like really good. It's kind of referencing back to our episode with Kevin Harrington of yeah. mentors and, and all that good stuff. Like you got to get around people. You really, truly are. What is it? Jim Rohn says you're the you're going to be the average of the five people around you yeah. because yeah. they set the temperature on your life. They set the temperature on the room. And if they're hotter than you, you're going to naturally elevate it. Right. And so it's just always a good reminder that whew, there's always a better version of you out there. Absolutely. And that is why we have our guest today. We're trying to bring people on the show that are doing just that. They're crushing it. Mm -hmm. They make us want to do better, make us want to do more. Longtime listeners will remember our guest today. He was actually one of the first interviews we ever had. He gave us our start. (laughs) From about two years ago, almost to the week, October 2018. This is releasing... Uh, next on Monday, so in September, so just almost three weeks to the date. He was one of our only, uh, you're going to hear his name in a second, but he was like one of our only real guests. Not that the people we weren't, (laughs) you know, we were interviewing back then weren't real guests, but we were interviewing even people in our own company. We were interviewing friends. We did, yeah. (laughs) Just to get started. So you could, you got to start somewhere. Yeah, interviewing my brother and... You know, he gave us a shot to come on and be it. And he had like 100,000 followers on Instagram at the time. Well, that's about like double that. two now. I yeah, think 200 some. So we have on today Andy Dane Carter. He's a real estate investing expert. He's an Instagram star. He's author of 100 Doors. He hosts his own podcast, The Andy Dane Carter Show. Welcome, brother. Thank you so much for having me on again, gentlemen. First and foremost, I'm super proud of you guys. Most people, they start a podcast, they say they're going to do it, they invest in all this stuff and gear, they have these huge hopes and dreams, and by about episode 11, they just stop. God, that's so like, true. There's like seven downloads, right? Yeah, well, like, you too, man. You've been going. This? You've been going strong. Yeah, and like, but that's the whole thing. Like, you have to give yourself enough runway to win, and you guys have come so far in two years, and I'm super proud of you guys. Nah, thanks, man. It is. It is crazy, like how you have to get through that mindset of seven downloads and two of them being you and the other being your mom. And your mom. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. But oh, it, it's, it's like, it's literally everybody. And like, uh, I don't know where we're at today by the time this episode releases, but like we hit 29 on marketing top podcast on Apple podcast, which is like crazy, which is amazing to think about, but it is kind of that pushing yourself. And I think that's kind of a good theme because I want you to give an update of what's been going on in your life. Because you were, when we interviewed you at the time, insanely successful, Mm -hmm. right? So really um, an expert investor in House Flipper, wrote the book 100 Doors, had 100,000 followers like on Instagram alone, doing a ton of stuff. 
And now you've actually added on to your business and started a residential side to your business. So talk about pushing yourself to go, no, 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 I can do more. I can accomplish more. So fill the audience in, tell them a little bit about your background, maybe for those who have never heard of Andy Dane Carter, and then, you know, kind of where you've come over the last two years. And now this venture into doing residential real estate as well as investing. Sure. So I get bored really, really easily, which you'll kind of hear a theme throughout my story. Um, and then so for me, I was the poor kid, you know, so I was literally raised by a single mom. We had nothing. We lived in like a teeny tiny apartment. Um, we struggled. We struggled for most of my life. And it was me and my little brother and my mom. <clears throat> and I had to grow up really fast. I started working when I was 12, was an absolute terrible student. I got D's and F's. Uh, severely dyslexic, have just about, I mean, I've got like ADD and all that stuff. Which Every acronym like, you can oh, think of. You know, it's, <laughs> it's all these problems. Well, it's a superpower for business and it's a superpower if you're an athlete. So I was a really good athlete and a really bad student. And I was just kind of told that like, you're going to have to work. And, uh, and I was like, good, because like, that's what I like doing anyways. So I was huge in the um, a restaurant business before, used to own restaurants, was huge into wine. I was one of the um, youngest wine sommeliers in the country at 21. And then, you know, I got like 60, 70 pounds overweight, was just miserable um, at about 30 years old and hit pause on my life. And I was like, look, there's got to be a better way. So I literally took a year and a half off, um, did like a whole lot of soul searching, you know, like self-development and burned through every penny that I had. Um, and then a buddy of mine was like, hey, you should try real estate. You know, you're a smart guy. You've like, you know, done a bunch of stuff in business. Um, and you could still do all this crap that you like, you know, like cycling and yoga and all these different things and triathlons. And I was like, okay, cool. I had zero intentions of going like, you know, completely all in on it. And then in 2008 is when I started. So Everybody's leaving real estate. I'm getting. <laughs> you got great timing, brother. Great timing. <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, hindsight, it's like, I wish I'd have known a, a fraction of what I know now then. But it was just nuts because so many people were like, good luck. The wine guy's going to go do real estate. And that's, that's kind of like, that's just what I needed to hear. Mm. You know, someone just to kind of tell me that I couldn't do it. Um, and then I went all in, you know, we flipped hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of houses. We were doing about 150 a year. Wow. Um, and then that model moved into more of like buy and holds. We started to do more um, ground up construction, small lot subdivisions. Um, and then I just realized like there's so much more out there. And then we just started to do a lot of buy and holds and a lot of syndications across the country. And then about a year and a half ago, I had two monster deals go sideways on me. And I like, you know, lost just south of three million bucks and worked on these projects for about, you know, close to two years. Wow. And I was like, you know what? I know a lot of traditional real estate agents out there that do a million bucks a year. And what was I missing through the last cycle? And I was missing, you know, a team, a big team. And I was missing you know, like a whole bunch of soldiers. And I was trying to figure out how I could do it better. And I go to a um, Tom Ferry seminar and I was speaking at it and I was just like, I was talking to so many people that had these like small little teams and they're doing two, three million dollars a year, you know, in GCI. And I was like, well, I'm kind of bored. I'm going to try to do that. <laughs> 
and I just ate a huge piece of humble pie. And I'm like, I love the market. I love the brand. And I'm going to see if I can do this. And I had about three people tell me it was going to take me five years. And I go, I'm going to do it in 12 months. So I started literally in September of last year, I'd closed uh, four deals, you know, just with like a traditional real estate agent, you know, because I've got some friends that call me and they're like, hey, can you sell my mom's house? And I was like, yeah, sure, whatever, I'll help you guys out. Um, and then I started to realize, I'm like, there's a lot of money that can be made in this that could then lead to me helping a lot of other people. And it, it just it just all started to make sense. So I just put my head down and I went to work and we market like crazy. We built out all these websites and funneling systems and lead captures. Um, and we do a ton, but my number one piece is right here. Yes. All you need. Ladies and gentlemen, he is holding up a copy of American Lifestyle Magazine. I got to get the sound box here. (laughs) Exactly. There's a sound box for you people. If, if you are not investing in your brand, if you're not investing in your market, print marketing and digital marketing, you're leaving a tremendous amount on the table. I just mm. did a podcast on the power of print marketing because I thought it was dead, and mm. I was terribly, terribly wrong. Mm. No, man, I think I think you're spot on. I think it's all about building the brand today. I want to point out a really golden nugget that was in there in just your little bit of your journey. You talked about eating humble pie, and yeah. and going, hey, I'm going to learn this. And I think ego is one of the biggest things that holds people back from achieving greatness in their life. And especially when you get a little success under your belt, when you get a little success, which you weren't a little bit successful, you wrote a freaking book on investing. You have tons of rental type properties and investment type properties. And you go, I'm going to, I'm going to eat some humble pie here and learn the real estate game. I'm not going to act like I know it all or like I'm some guru or something at residential real estate. I know the investing side. I know the flipping side. And think about that for you as you're listening to this is, what is that ego that's holding you back from achieving what you really want just because you're too proud to say you don't know something and learn from others that have been maybe there before you? So I just wanted to point that out. I think that's fantastic. Yeah, it's it's so important to stay humble and to stay coachable and to stay teachable. I'm never going to pretend like I know it all. I'm the greatest. Like that's when you get yourself in a pickle. And I surround myself with a lot of mentors in their 70s and 80s and 90 years old that have seen four and five cycles in real estate. And they are light years past me. Like Mm. mentorship is real. It's really important. And, but here's the thing, like, I, I don't care if people make fun of me. I've got a lot of investor groups and a lot of friends of mine that fly around in their jets. And they're like, like, it was always so funny, especially like around um, this time last year, they're like, sweet face on the sign. What are you doing? Like your own flips now? I was just like, (laughs) you think, you think I care if you make fun of me? Like you have no idea what I'm building and you have no idea what my plan is. And then like, again, I'm actually looking at the board here in front of me. You know, we have 17 properties in escrow. Jeez. I've got like 16 listings and we're barely even starting. Mm. And, and like, we've already closed, you know, over 35 sides this year. And like, I have a team. Uh, it's just and like, like it's all going, but that would have all been stopped and blocked if I would have let my ego get in the way. Like I am the exact opposite. I'm very confident in who I am. I'm married. My wife loves me. My kids think I'm a superhero. Like, why do I care what anybody else thinks besides them? That's so good, man. 
That is so good. How large your team? My team is four. Mm. And it's probably going to get maybe one or two more people. We're going to operate this thing like SEAL Team 6. Love like it. everybody is hyper efficient. Everybody is a sniper. Like, and we're going to go. Like my um, team lead, he's working with 24 buyers right now and, and can actually take on more. He's a machine. What's the average price uh, for you guys in your area right now? Yeah, we're like we're like 850 to 1.2. That's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, inventory low in your area as well. Yeah, it's super low. It's crazy and, low across the nation. Yeah, and it's just here's what's fun for me is I literally skipped all this stuff in the beginning. Like I never, I didn't know what like an open house was. Like I, I mean, I like did two in my whole career. Dude, they're awesome. I just sit around and talk about real estate with people. Like, dude, I kill those things. That's so good. Well, let's talk about Everybody, that, man. Let's talk a little yeah. bit about your lead generation, right? The number one question we get for the podcast is, well, how do you actually build a scalable business? Not just one lead avenue, but scalable. You talked about print and digital a little bit in there. Can you give us the business kind of that you've built um, right now for your real estate business to generate leads and what that looks like? And then let's kind of talk about those avenues. Sure. So, I mean, it was like the same thing, you know, with me about like four years ago with like marketing and branding. I went all in. I have like this brain where I have first year and sixth year. So I'm like somewhat thinking about it or that's it. I burned the bridges and we're all in. So I did the same thing with this business. But for me and all of the people listening to this show, you have to reverse engineer your lifestyle. Everybody's like leads and I want more leads. If I gave you 25 qualified leads right now that are like set and ready to buy, it would collapse your business if you're not ready for it. Mm. And it would destroy your name within the community because it's like, oh, they're too busy or they did this and now you have a problem. Everybody wants more leads, but have you put the systems in place to nurture those leads like correct? Lead follow-up is a thousand times more important than lead generation. And I'm sure you guys have kind of touched on that. Leads are super important. There's a million ways to get them, but it's what you do with them once you have them. And for me, this is all new and this is all fun. And it's all like customer service. Business is customer service. That's it. So as long as you can just have the customer first, have the client first, have the investor first, you're going to win. So for us, a ton of Facebook. Facebook has never been easier to run ads ever in history. Yep. They even have a lead gen app. Like, get out of here. Like, if you're not doing that, you're just blowing it. Lead, same thing. Like, Google, this teeny tiny company where you can get hyper micro focused on your particular farm or neighborhood and you buy keywords in those zones, should probably do that. Mm. It's not that expensive. But having you out there is like the local expert, like all the stuff that Tom talks about, that's real. Like if you can go to Starbucks and someone says, hey, I loved your video on Facebook about that house, you've won. Mm. That's it. Should happen to you once a week. We do a ton with mailers, a ton. I spend like just under 15000 a month in just mailers. That's incredible. Those, those work. When this whole thing hit with COVID, I went bananas. I tripled all of our print budgets. Because I knew that people were going to be home like it was 1950 opening mail again. Because that would be like something that they could do for the day because they're stuck at their house. And then they're sitting there on their phone and they get my Facebook app. And then they go to their mailbox and they get my magazine from Reminder Media. Like it just, it's it's this 24-7 touch points. And then you go out to your porch and my people have a door knocker thing. They're like, dude, this guy's everywhere. Yes. 
And that's what I started to hear from my peers. You're crushing it, Andy. Your branding is everywhere. That's the only feedback you want. And then you have to have enough time, right? Because I did a ton and it was crickets. Like it, it took like four to six solid months of blasting. And I'm like, I'm doing something wrong. And then it hit. And then it was like a waterfall. Man, everybody listening to this, rewind that. Rewind that little part right there because here's what happens because we do marketing. I mean, this is what we do. People pay us to do marketing for them. And what we see over and over again is what you just talked about is they 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 go balls to the wall and they spend a bunch of money for two months and mm-hmm. then they stop because they go, I, I'm just getting crickets. I don't hear anything. I didn't get anything right away. And they stop. And I keep telling business owners, you are slowly spending your way out of the business because you're not committed to the campaigns that you're doing. And what you're touching on is really marketing at its essence. What you're trying to do is build a brand. You want, I always give people the example of like Tesla, right? When I say electric cars, people think Tesla, even though I think Tesla doesn't sell the most electric cars right now. But Elon Musk and Tesla have owned that brand. Like, how do you become the Tesla of real estate in your community, the Tesla of financial advising, if that's what you do in your community. And the only way to do it is through holistic marketing. You got to be on their Facebook pages. You got to be in their mailbox. You got to be on their door. They got to see you on a yard sign. And this is why all the cumulative of that adds up to where people go, hey, I see your stuff all the time in Starbucks. And that's what will get people to buy. What is the stat? 70 something percent use the first consumer. It's just over 70. Yeah, yeah, just over 70% choose the first business that pops into their mind. And then it's like 29% chooses the second and 1% chooses third or more and more. So if you're not first or second, <laughs> you, you're lost. You if are you're not lost. first, you're last. Yeah. <laughs> and that's real. Like everything that you guys just said is so accurate and so real because you guys have the data to back up the actual testing and split testing and everything you guys do for marketing. It happens all the time and it was this close to happening to me. So there's this piece that we put out. It's beautiful. It's big. It lists all this data, all my information. These are like $6 a piece to go out to these neighborhoods. Mm. Very specific farms. Mm. Nothing. Not a phone call except please take me off your list and it's clogging up my mailbox. Like I was getting the, the, yeah, like the worst calls. And then they started. And then it's all those other things that go on top of it and everything that you guys just said. I would rather have an agent commit to a 12-month campaign and spend 500 bucks a month than spend 5000 for two months straight. Mm. You have to build trust. People don't trust you. I'm third generation Long Beach. I own multiple businesses in the city. A lot of people know me. That doesn't mean every street knows what I do for a living. I'm going to still have to build trust. And that takes time. So for me... I tell agents all the time, I'm like, if you were to spend $200,000 and make a million dollars in GCI, would you do it? And the answer is always yes. Mm. But they're they're never, ever going to do that until they start small. I hope I'm spending a million dollars a month at some point. That's the best. Right? So for me, it's like, start with, if you make 10 grand, take 2,000 of that 10 grand and reinvest it back into your business. The agents and the teams that are killing it are reinvesting profits back into their business. 96% of agents, they take their commission checks, they pay their bills, they go on a vacation, they go out to sushi dinner, and they can't wait for their next closing. That is a horrific business model. 
And that's why everybody makes a hundred thousand a year, a hundred thousand a year, a hundred thousand a year. Andy, how come I can't break a hundred thousand a year? Because you're not willing to invest in your brand. You're not willing to invest in your business. When you look at it like a business, the marketing is the most important mm. customer service, marketing, and then everything else. Yep. Like it's so important. Well, it's, and when you take it seriously, you get big results. Yeah, I agree with you 100%. And if you can create raving fans, is what Josh and I always talk about, out of your customers, which is the true client experience that everybody's going for. That is the best marketing in the world because raving fans actually talk about you and they instantly have trust with their peers. They instantly have trust with their friends and family because they've been friends. And when they say, hey, go use Andy because he's been amazing that immediately builds the trust for you and shortens the gap. That's why referrals account for like 60% of all the listing transactions that happened last year is because it's that trust that you're talking about that you're ultimately after, whether it's through your marketing campaigns that you're doing, it's through your client experience to create raving fans that will ultimately bring you the referrals. So talk to us a little bit about this idea of the follow-up though. Like, so you get, you're getting leads that come in how are you working those leads? How are you nurturing them? Kind of give us some of your tactics and like, are you calling them? Are you texting them? Everything in between? What are you actually seeing work? So we do it all because it was a huge, huge, huge goal of mine to try to take a massive chunk of market share from these three agents that have three decades in these like, you know, small little pockets that I'm farming. So they have all the stuff that you just said. They have raving fans. They have years in the business. They Everybody that walks around sees their signs. I had to break through that. The only way to break through that is to be louder. So I wanted to be louder and louder and louder and louder. And that's, that's what we've done. And now what's been really fun for me to watch is watch all of them start spending more money in marketing because they see mine. I'm like, I'm going to outspend you. And then what you do is you create this buzz again, like around your like, you know, everywhere. So we created a website, this awesome system, and it does everything. It literally does everything. And the stuff that it can't do, we have two unbelievable interns that we trained in-house as our like ISAs. Nice. I trained them personally on the scripts. They've gone all through like the stuff with Tom Ferry's and the coaching. And they're much, they're 20 and 21 years old. They They love the business and they want to learn. And they wanted to learn from me. And where did I find them? Instagram. Instagram. They've been following me forever. And they reached out. And now I have free help at my office that's hammering the phones. That's incredible. All they do is set appointments. They set appointments. If we close on that listing or if we close on that buyer, they get bonused out. That's awesome, man. And now they're, le and now they're learning from me and they're going to meet the stager with me. They're going on our shoots. They're learning the business from the ground up because do you know how hard it is to train a 30-year-old that's been doing something else to start making phone calls and following a script? It's damn near impossible. Yeah, trust me. But, I know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm sure. But like a super hungry 19-year-old that'll just do what they're told, it's amazing. And then they get filtered through the team lead. So for us, everything is basically ran through the print mail or through Facebook, Instagram, YouTube ads, but everything runs through the website. So it's a search specific website. Okay. And then if, and that's where we capture you. And then you go into our lead system. The system is called Sierra. I'm sure you guys have probably heard of it. Mm -hmm. I recommend it to everybody. I think that's what Josh, Joshua Smith uses. Am I wrong about that? Is Joshua Smith? Probably. I've like an affiliate for them. Nice. I, I, 
absolutely love the company. Yeah. Great owners, super, super, super progressive. But what's rad for me is everything is automated. Somebody clicks the Facebook ad, yeah. it literally drops them in. We get their name, phone number, and email. Instantly get a voicemail from me. 10 minutes later, they get a text message from me. 20 minutes later, they get an email. All Everything's automatic. That's and massive. it happens for, for 10 straight days. And if you click anything on there, it goes straight to the ISA to call to set an appointment. That's awesome. And that and that's just one of our little things that we use, but man, has it been successful. Where do you find you're getting the most results from texting or are you getting from calling or email? Where do you see the best We're seeing there? high conversion rates on like text. That's how a lot of people like to communicate. Yep. But a huge part of that is like the first email that goes out and the first text message and the first voicemail. This part is crucial. So take out your pen. Most people miss this. Ask them how they prefer to communicate. Mm. Is text better? Is like a phone call better? Or is email better? We get a lot of people in their 60s and 70s that are like, can you call me, please? <laughs> and I call and I'll talk to these sweet old ladies and these sweet old guys for 20, 30 minutes. And then I find out they own six properties in the city and they want to sell for their duplexes because half of their tenants stopped paying because of COVID. So or I keep texting them and they get annoyed and that's it. Like it's super mm. crucial to communicate with somebody in the form that they prefer to be communicated in. It takes a little bit of time, but then it's way more personal. Yeah. Well, what's great also about that system you're using is it helps you capitalize on the speed to lead. Um, and so getting to them as quick as possible through multiple different mediums. So you're hitting them all around so you can get to them. And it's and the faster I know the statistics show, the faster you can get that conversation from online to offline, from I requested info to now I'm talking to a face to face person, the fast or the more likely they're going to actually use you as a real estate agent. Do you feel like you're constantly chasing after new leads? Does it feel like you're on a hamster wheel running forward but not getting anywhere? That's not the life you imagined when you got into this business. Listen in as Luke Acre and I prove the extraordinary power of referrals and the money you can make using referral-based marketing. Our free webinar shows you how to stay top of mind, nurture clients, and automate your marketing so you can get off the hamster wheel for good. Go to ReminderMedia.com slash hamster wheel. Yes, that's the real URL. We named it that so you'd remember. Go there to find out the secrets that the top producers are using to live the life of freedom you know you deserve. That's ReminderMedia.com slash hamster wheel. Take action on this today. So what's the, let's talk about the struggle, right? So what's the, what's been the biggest struggle to get it off the ground? Dude, it's all a struggle. Are you kidding me? Every single, every <laughs> the whole thing is the bomb. <laughs> Dude, no, I'm not here to tell you. So we plugged the website in and it was amazing. <laughs> we had 7 million leads and they all bought the first month. Like, no. My friends, like this is business. Like you, you have to grind it and work at it every single day, and you have to give yourself enough runway to win. If I would have told myself, "All right, you got six months to pull this off," I would have already known I was going to fail because mm. you you need more time. You, it's like the same with marketing. You have to test stuff. We tested stuff that didn't work. I went through two websites before I found this one, you know, and spent a small fortune. But like I'm. It's important to see what works, make it a little better, and then go where the light is. If you're doing something and it's just not working over and over and over again, make a slight pivot. Like just, or ask somebody, 
I, w- I was like a seven-year-old during this whole process. Why? How come you guys do that? Why? Why do you do that? Why? Oh my gosh, I like, love it. Dude, I don't, I don't know. But what I do know is how to get around really smart people that are doing exactly what I'm trying to pull off. I had a bunch of agents be like, why do you want to meet me for coffee? And I'm like, well, because you run a super successful team. I don't know how to do all this stuff. And they're like, will you teach me how to like work with investors? And I was like, yeah, that part's easy. I need what you know, <laughs> but I'll teach you what I know. This is, this is going to be a great relationship. That's so because, good. Yeah, because like you, my friends, there's so much value in you just telling yourself as a traditional real estate agent that you're an investor first. You'll start finding deals. You'll start finding properties that you might be able to flip personally. You'll start to be able to wholesale. If you could wholesale like six or seven deals a year that could cover your entire marketing budget, like there's there's time to do more. There's always time to do more. So there's always a struggle. Plus everything that you do, you're going to be really crappy at in the beginning. Really crappy. So if you don't give yourself enough time to work through some of those emotions and some of those failures, you're going to lose. And then you're going to blame Facebook. Mm. And then you're going to blame like reminder media. They didn't send my postcards out enough. Like it has nothing to do with the marketing company. Mm. Zero. Zip. That's to do with your effort to be consistent with it. Just like working out. You don't go to the gym, do 300 crunches and leave with the six pack. It's daily dedication to your business. If this is a side hustle for you, that's fine. Treat it like a side hustle. Mm. If this is a full-time deal and your family's like whole world depends on this and you're giving it 30%, shame on you. Wow. Dude, mic drop. Yeah. Literal mic drop. I'm going to kick the mic over on the floor right there. <laughs> what's so the good. What's the biggest change you've had to uh, make in your business with COVID? I know that's probably, you mentioned print media, obviously increasing that. Anything else that you've had to, you've had to do during this time? Yeah, a ton. So we uh, stopped doing, which like was my favorite part, you know, like about like a year ago, couldn't do open houses. I crush open houses. I'll put out those signs myself. I'll talk to neighbors. Like, <laughs> You're like a kid care. in the candy store. You love them. It was great. It, this is all new to me. This is fun. I'm like out there sweating. Like, what up? <laughs> and I was like, at the same time, like, I, like, I can't believe people do this every day. This is crazy. But we couldn't do those. So we started doing these things that we were doing before anyways called digital open houses. So we come and we fly the drones. We do all this stuff. I would say that the biggest challenge is for new real estate agents, because that was a big tool for us to help people be like, look, you're kind of new to the business. We've got like six listings. You can just like hold them open and meet people and do this in the neighborhood. So that's been a little bit of a struggle. But at the same time, there's so much opportunity when the whole world is in fear. Mm. When everybody's afraid and you can just be of service and help, it makes a big difference to your brand, especially if you're new and you're just going out to help people, or if you're old and you have a really seasoned business and you're just trying to help, that's a good move for branding. But for me, it's it's all a struggle. Like I would say probably the largest one was spending more time at the office, which was not the norm for me because for seven straight years, I was home at three o'clock every day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the, like most of our clients that we sit down with are at work, or at least they were at work before COVID. Um, you know, so I get home at about five now, which has been a shift. But at the same time, three o'clock and working from 10 to three is, and that's just not enough time. And I'm 43 years old and I could never work like for the rest of my life, but I would go 
crazy if that was the case. I like to create new things. I like to create businesses. I like to help people. Um, and I like the struggle. Like the struggle for me is part of the journey. I love being wrong because then I can fix it. So what's your goal with the business? Where where are, you, where are you headed next? Is it just pure growth mode right now? Do you have a goal for how large you want your team to be doing your own thing? What is it? Yeah, no, I would, I would like to hit like 3 million in GCI. Um, I would like to have the team, you know, six to seven people tops, um, very, very streamlined. So it can be actually scalable and repeatable anywhere. Cause if you have something that's huge and too big, it's really hard to be able to take that little machine in those systems and go to like Cleveland, Ohio, or go to like, you know, like some other city. But if you have all the systems in place where it's like, so here's how we take the listing. Here's what happens during the listing. And that can be a trained position for like an operator. Mm. So there's like an assistant, you know, slash like an operator. And they're just the quarterback. That I think is scalable. So for me, it's to just is to just get as many signs like in the front yards as possible. I love that. In a, like in a pretty small zone, you know, like Seal Beach and Long Beach. And again, because I've got really good mentors. And this one mentor of mine, he's 87 years old. And he said, I've never done business outside of Long Beach. And he's worth hundreds of millions of dollars. He goes, I've never left the city. I don't own one piece of real estate outside the city. If I have a problem, you know who I call? I call the mayor. You want to know why? Because I I give money to his campaign and I get that access. Mm. So like, he's like, you're all over the country, Andy. And nice job. Congratulations. But like, <laughs> you you don't need to. That, yeah, that shows you like, and it's so true. It's like when you're just thinking they're in business and stuff, the, the opportunity that is just available in your market alone and that mindset of abundance and just realizing, man, you're barely scratching the surface. I mean, you talked about 35 sides, you have 17 in escrow, 16 listings, and you're barely scratching the surface of what, you know, what can happen. And that's just unbelievable. You have to have that mindset of abundance, especially in this time, especially with COVID, especially everybody's fearful of a crash. Homes still sell mm -hmm. in a crash. People still got to live somewhere. People, people, homes, homes are still going to be moving, maybe not as much, but the people who have systems in place, the people who have a mindset of abundance, not scarcity, the people who are implementing on their brand and realizing it's a long-term game, it's not a short-term transaction, the people who do that, those are the people who are going to win. Those are the people who are going to come out stronger. They're going to survive the crash. We saw it in the 2008, 2009, 2010 timeframe. We saw the people who survived and thrived during that time and the people who failed. And it's the ones who executed on those things. It's amazing. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's important to just like things, nothing is going to stay the same. Nothing ever, ever. Like, and here's the other part that's super important for all, all of these agents and listeners out there. Like you're going to hit all these different phases of your business, just like different phases of your life. I mean, like I used to work 19 hours a day when I was single, you know, I could work, I could grind and drive. I, cause it was just me. And then I got married and then I had one child and I had two. So like, those phases change how you're going to do business. They also change what's important to you. So you you have to be just completely fine with my life is going to change. And it's usually as soon as you get comfortable. That's when the biggest change is about to smack you in the face. <laughs> but, but that's the fun part. And I always know what's coming. And I'm like, real good right now. Yeah, it's going to get hard. Good for like... Yeah, it's been good for like six months. Uh, 
It's coming. So Andy, let's let's switch up the format a little bit here for the last couple of questions. We normally ask, but we ask normally like, what are your daily habits? What are your routines? But you can go back to the last episode and listen you to can that. Watch that. Yep. We usually say, what do you, what would you tell younger Andy? But we already have that advice from the last episode. What would you tell Andy, January, February of 2020, pre-COVID, right before everything hits? What would you tell that guy? To go harder. And I was already, <laughs> I was already like blacked out full speed ahead. I already had like a long sit down with my wife. Like I'm going to be working like a maniac the next year, but I have a plan. And like, as soon as COVID hit, I, I literally just was running faster. I would say to all of the agents out there that hit pause and went into fear mode, don't beat yourself up. That's fine. But it's over. Like if you're still afraid, that's a problem. Like you, there's always going to be ups and downs. And for me, I, there's, there's always room to go harder. There just is. There's so many hours in the day that we waste. We just waste and there's ways to go harder. So for me, it's always usually the same answer. Go harder until I go so hard that it starts to burn me out. And then it's the opposite conversation. It's the look, Andy, it's time to slow down a little bit. You created some really cool stuff. How about we sit and enjoy it? Mm. And then it's that for a month. And that's when I usually will just kind of go Love like you know, peace out to Montana. And, <laughs> and then I come back, you know, fully charged and fully refreshed. But being like being self-aware is really important. And like I love Gary Vee and, and like, but that's real. Like you you need to know yourself. I don't want to work you know, 20 hours a day with a wife and kids like him, but he would literally go insane if he didn't. Yeah. And I'm kind of the same way. I have to know myself in these cycles of like, which part of the cycle that I'm in, especially in business, there's either like the growth phase, there's the stabilization phase, there's the please don't go out of business phase, (laughs) there's the rebirth phase. So you have to be hyper aware of what phase you're in and not like delusional around the like, everything's going to be just fine. Well, then why are you crying? You know what I mean? Like you got to be, you got to be aware of where you're at. So for me, it's just, it's just being honest with yourself. I think a lot of people love to BS themselves that things fine when it's not. So and then the same and like on the flip side. It's the meme of the dog sitting there with the flames all around him saying everything's fine. Everything's okay. Everything's fine. <laughs> Now, Andy, man, thank you so much for coming back on the podcast. I love talking to you. I mean, not only are you a huge inspiration, yep. but you are one of those people that just give, give, give the value and yep. don't really expect anything in return. So thanks again so much for coming on. Before we close out, how can people follow you? Yeah, I'm I'm super easy to find. It's just my name. Um, Andy Dane Carter, like the show, the podcast. I I do a I do a lot with Instagram and I spend about an hour in the morning and about an hour at night, like and just replying to DMs and I leave huge long messages and voice notes. I'm truly here to help and to be of service. Cause again, like I've been through a lot of business ups and downs and sometimes just a little bit of like the right advice at the right time can really make a huge, huge difference to somebody. Mm-hmm. So I, I pay attention to all my followers. They all mean the world to me. Um, Cause it can be a lonely business out there when it's just like, you on an island by yourself trying to figure this out, mm. getting no support from home, getting no support from your friends and family. They're like, what do you mean that you're going to go do real estate? You're an idiot, you know, like all that stuff. And just helping people work through, 
again, some of those fears. Awesome. Well, thank you again. Thank you so much for listening. To dive deeper into this episode, get all of the resources and the video, you can head on over to staypaidpodcast.com. And if you're looking for ways to support the show, there are two very, very easy ways that we ask you to do that. First way is to head on over to iTunes, rate us five stars and leave a comment. Today's featured comment, this comes from Trevor Oldham on uh, Apple Podcasts. Five stars. Luke and Josh are great. If you're an entrepreneur looking to grow your business, then you need to listen to the Stay Paid Podcast, especially the one with Andy Dane Carter. I don't know how he knew that Andy <laughs> Dane Carter's episode was coming out so quickly, but Trevor... Thank you so much for that review. (laughs) Best way to help out the show is to tell a friend, share this on your social media. We're trying to get to number one in marketing this year, baby. If you want to get hold of me or Luke, you can email us at podcast at remindermedia.com or find us on Instagram. We are at Stay Paid Podcast. For this episode of Stay Paid, I'm Joshua Stike. Guys, and I'm Luke Acre. Would really appreciate all your support. Please go and review it, rate it. It doesn't have to be a five-star review. We appreciate those, but it doesn't have to be. Be honest on there. Um, I think the action item from this, right? There's so many good ones that you can go back and go, man, am I- I think the action item is listen to the show again. Yeah, listen to the (laughs) show. I mean, seriously, it's like, what am I doing on Facebook? Am I doing Google pay-per-click and buying these keywords? Am I spending $15,000 on mailers? Mm. But here's where I kind of take away and go, what is the action item that you've got to apply? I think the real lesson that will really change your life that you can get out of this podcast is you can do a little bit more. And the BS that you're telling yourself right now that you can't is really, truly what's holding you back. It's what's causing you not to go and research and figure out how to do pay-per-click on Google. It's the BS that it's telling you stop spending the money that you're spending on Facebook because you don't think you're getting what you need to. You can do a little bit more. And Andy Dane Carter is proof of that. The guy is insanely successful, doesn't have to even do residential real estate, but does it. Why? It's not about the money, right? It's about chasing the best version of yourself. It's about the impact that you can make waking up every single day, being the best version of yourself. So the action item is find that BS that you're telling yourself and stop that out. Stop telling yourself that you can do more. Remember this. We've worked in over 140 different industries, and the difference between top producers and mediocre producers is top producers take action. Take action on that today. 